Are y'all standing up here? Sure. We'll, sure. we'll be your support. Do I need this? <laughs> and Vern, Vern, just so you know, here you go. Well, right here. I have a... <laughs> I already picked him up. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I, they're so funny. I have, a, I have four disclaimers. Four, four disclaimers. She already touched on one about speaking, and I said, you know, I don't... It's not my forte. Let me uh, let me give everybody a warning. I'm not a public speaker. Patty says, five minutes after you open your mouth, they're going to know that. <laughs> I did not say that. So, uh, the other one is, everything that we tell you is not about us. That God gets the glory. So... Please don't don't look at us and say, "Wow, that's amazing!" No, no. I'll just God, in here. God does it all. Um, and it truly, uh, on, it truly isn't about us. <laughs> One of the other things is, we are not paid by Samaritan's Purse to speak. They would, <laughs> they would go bankrupt. <laughs> Believe me, Samaritan's Purse, which. If you've never heard of them, and I did not hear them up to three years ago, did, never heard of it. I know they got the shoebox things been going on for a hundred years, but I never heard of it. They they do disaster relief. Um, that incorporates hurricanes, tornadoes, floods. Whatever earthquakes, whatever else comes your way. And um, we go in, and the roof needs those blue tarps. We put the blue tarps on. If all their walls inside have to come out because of mold, all the walls come out. And the insulation. And and the the floors. And the bathrooms. And the kitchens. I can't tell you how many times he's pulled out toilets. (laughs) And drug them out of the houses. Um, This is what they do. And they do it in the name of Jesus. Their logo on their shirts. We we wear bright orange shirts. Samaritan's purse. It's a safety thing for one thing, but it's also you can see where people are in the in the in the yards and what have you. But underneath it says the hands and feet of Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I forgot my last disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have my disclaimer. You, if you've ever had the Lord touch you, or you've witnessed something in your life, you say, that only God could do that. That's emotional. To be, and because it's amazing to watch things. I'm just a... And nobody, you know, I, I retired law enforcement and then we moved here and I started trucking for another 20 years. But to watch God's hand touch a situation chokes me up and I'll, I'll get over it in a minute. Okay. And then, and, and then I'm just going to share with, on that same um, 
note is that we do go in and we are the hands and feet of Jesus and we bring hope in his name when we go into these neighborhoods and into these homes and um, and we go in groups of you know anywhere from 10 to 20 and at any point in time um, uh, there could be 200 of us at a church and they set us up in churches in the Sunday school rooms and we sleep on cots or we sleep on um, air mattresses and they also feed us breakfast, lunch and dinner. So all that it takes for you to, to a volunteer with Samaritan's Purse is to... Is your gas money to get there. <laughs> it's the cheapest Way of mission field there. you could... Probably yeah. do. Yes. You know, if you, and we, Vernon and I, because we're on a, on a fixed income, we set money aside every month. So when the call comes, we have the gas money to get in the car, lock up the RV, and go. And um, I had another thought to that. But, right. I, but it's just, but what, oh, I know what I was going to say. Because of the, the amount of people, it could be 50 to 200, but everyone has walked into that church with the same heart to serve. So you are actually being the church of Acts. You are going out into the community. You're laying hands on people. You're praying with people. You're breaking bread with people. You are you're literally being Jesus in a group of people that just need hope. And we don't call them um, victims. We call them survivors. And we also try not to call ourselves volunteers. Because volunteer is a huge word. It can go from people being pagan to people loving Jesus. So we call ourselves servants of the living God. And that's what we are. We are truly the servants of the living God. I'm sorry. Uh, No. Uh, Franklin Graham runs the organization. He, He inherited it from a gentleman in California in the 80s, I believe it is. And that's how long they've been doing this. Um, and he will tell you, in every orientation that they do, which is every morning, the new people that come in, it's not about the work. It's about the homeowner. You will, you will love on them. You will pray with them. And just listen to them. They all have stories. If, if you ever... And I, we have not, but anybody in here ever had lost everything I'm talking about? And I, this is what we tell our kids because they haven't uh, been able to go with us to see this. We have had grandkids go, though, and they've seen it. Praise Jesus. <laughs> um, take everything out of your house and put it on the street. Everything. Books. Paintings, horses, shoes. They have nothing. And uh, when 20 people show up in orange shirts, it's overwhelming, but it's hope. You can see the relief come over their face. Um, we'll, we'll get this moving along here. Uh, Sorry. We did want to let you know what, what Samaritan's Purse was about and how you can. Um, uh, it's SamaritanPurse.org. And it has everything from volunteering to donations. Uh, it's that you, you know, Panama City is 420 miles from here. They've been there since November 10th. I think four months. The hurricane was four months ago. Five. Oh four. And um, the October 10th, and 
it still looks like it was last week. Yeah, and there's and Samaritan's Post is still there, uh, and uh, yeah, um, still serving. There's 3,800 homeless school kids. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, 75 percent of all the trees. 75 percent of all the trees are gone. You just um, you know what it looks like here. And take seventy five percent of them. And then away. on top, yeah. And then on top of that, you've got debris in the in the, on the roads that have been pulled out of homes, belongings, homes that had to be demolished. It's all just it, it, it's really a sad it's really sad. But uh, Samaritan's Purse is still standing strong there. They have probably at least eight hundred and fifty work orders they still need to complete. And they've already, we were at, I think, 18 or 1900. So it's been, um, they have plugged along really. It's been a slow process because of the trees, but they are making progress. They're making progress. Um, some of the, the stories that. Well, first you need to say how we got involved three years oh. ago. I wanted to go to Africa. Guess and what? I, I didn't go. <laughs> and I did not want to go to Africa. But she said. Well, find something. <laughs> so I Googled disaster relief, and there's multitudes, and I started reading on them and watching their videos and investigating. It, it, was, it was hands down who it was going to be. Uh, Samaritan's Post is the only one still there. And Panama City, we're In talking Panama about. City. And even like with a few of the hurricanes, they'll have they'll have home bases or campsites. We had seven going on during Irma and Harvey last year. I mean that. Yeah, there mean, were five in and, Texas and two in Florida, Key West and Naples. Right, and then but what we have to tell you is that they have the the equipment that they have. So this is massive equipment. I mean, we're talking everything from. I, uh, it's every tool you would want. Every the skid steers, uh, to, excavators, to rakes, to, to rakes, to shovels, to mud out kits. It's it's amazing how God has been so. It's all faithful to this group of uh, this organization as far as supplying their needs and the blessings that He has bestowed on them. And and I showed, shared with them last night. Um, Ninety seven cents on and the every dollar. dollar goes to. The supplies back into the organization. So when you donate, only, only three cents goes, goes to administration. So that so you know that your money is being used for what it needs to be used for. But back to what oh so he went he I there was a I don't know if y'all remember Columbia South Carolina the flood that happened three and a half years ago and I was coming back on I was coming back and I go oh my goodness this is a chance for us to go do this and so I got home and I said Vernon let's sign up to go to Columbia and he goes oh that's right because that's been about three or four months before we had investigated Samaritan's Purse waiting for a disaster not realizing how you found out about it but now we know and we, we have cards and if y'all are interested they will text you when there's a uh, disaster anyway so we got on we got we went there 250 people were there to help and so we were like oh my goodness which is the most even to this day that, that we've, we've seen hung out with but and we were lost like little kittens in the humane <laughs> society we didn't know what to do we walked around but we worked on this one house, the first house, and this is how we got hooked. Go ahead and tell them that story. Well, it, it, the, the story is, the short of it, is a 92-year-old 
World War II POW veteran. And we had to get wheelchair bound. Right, and we had to get out his whole house because he was he was taken out in his wheelchair by his wife with water up to here. That's how fast the water was rising. Just and middle she, of the while night. the neighbors were trying to catch her at the front door right. to help out and all that. But so we had gutted that whole house and everything that she owned was on the curb, except what we could take upstairs to salvage. Yep. And um, after we got done, completely contract ready for a contractor to come in there. And, I mean, we leave it like you would. We leave it. Every male is Jesus told, all they have to do is left. throw up the drywall. Um, Put down the floors, all that. And we even, even spray for mold. Yeah. And, and wipe it down. Um, at the end of that. Oh, we always present a Bible. Oh, sorry. That's we, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start a sentence. She'll finish it. That's okay. You'll get the story two part. No, I'm sorry. We, every homeowner gets a Billy Graham Bible. It's and it's signed by everyone that's worked on that property. And I say that because it seems to strike the homeowner. Oh, there's more tears when you do that than yeah. anything else. So, so we present the Bible. As we finish, and this gentleman accepted the Lord. At 92 years old, because Samaritan's Purse walked in and brought hope in Jesus' name. And, uh, At 92, I think he waited uh, too long. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other thing that I needed to share, too, is that we have Billy Graham chaplains that come along in blue shirts, and they're a part of us. We go in and do the physical. They come in and basically do the spiritual. But we still do spiritual, too. It's just that they just, they're able to just be more hands-on when the homeowners are needing to just talk and talk and talk. So but anyway. This is the point now. I, was, I wasn't going to bring this up. I forgot about it. The church, uh, Samaritan's Purse, does not leave people hanging. No. They're contracted through the church. The oh, church yeah. does all the follow-up. Of anyone that's been saved. Yeah. yeah. They oh. don't leave them out there. And they, I mean, for a year, they're just constantly calling them and going back yeah. to their house yeah. Billy Graham to get them into the church. Yes. And, yeah, and uh, the other thing, too, is that we forgot to eat. Usually you'll have anywhere from 50 to 100 salvations from a storm. And that in itself is... That's the upside yeah. of a catastrophe. And, and we always say if even one person finds Jesus, we're good. We don't care if we worked on a thousand homes, but if that one person found Jesus, to this you know, day, praise his name. To this day, uh, Panama City uh, has 77. Since we've, we've been there since November 10th. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, no, there's... Okay, that was the, the first story. Okay. Now what? Stories? Uh, yes. Well, that was one story. That was? Yes. Oh, that was. Okay. This, okay. We also have... We also don't see... Everybody's equal in Samaritan's Purse Eyes. Your house will get work done regardless of your belief. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever your situation is. Key West has a unique situation. There's everything happening there. Yeah, anywhere uh, from Muslim to black, Jesus being black to Mother Earth, it was it was an interesting deployment. I'm just telling you. And I'm not political correct on a lot of stuff. I just say it how it is. Um, in, in Key West, we were working on a house, a 20, 20 man group, 
people group because usually it's half women and half men. It just works out that way. And, and there's um, always something for someone to do if you can't do heavy lifting or, or heavy work. Always. Oh my goodness, there's they'll pulling put you nails. in the office and answer the phone. Yeah, they put you in the you kitchen. So don't think that you have to go to be like hefty, hefty. No. You can go back, go and be sweet, sweep, or you know anything. Or it's, talk to the homeowner. Yes. Oh, yeah. In talk, any yeah. case, Amen. we're working on this house. A gentleman come caddy corner across the street. Oh, what is it y'all doing? Y'all charged to do this? And we said, well, it's a marriage purse. We do it in the name of the Lord. And, yes, it's all free. Oh, my word. He says, can y'all do mine? Well, he, he, you can hardly see his house. There were so many trees crisscrossed on the property. And we said, yeah, we can do that. We'll be over there in the next day or so. So we, we started working on his, on his property the next day. He comes I spent some time talking to him. So he was a little, he knew Jesus and he didn't knew, it was kind of like he knew people that knew Jesus and people that didn't. And he was kind of stuck in the middle and, and he had a lifestyle that's not appropriate. He had the rainbow lifestyle. And he, he come out after, you know, he was working, he could see how, it, within two hours how much was done. He says, I called my grandmother. He says, there's people here in orange shirts that says marriage purse. He said, and they're cleaning my yard. They're doing, taking all the trees down for nothing. And she says, now this is him telling us the story. He said, she said, praise God. I've been supporting I've been Supporting Samaritan's Purse for years. For years. And here we were on this gentleman's. And you know, she's been praying for him. You can imagine how much a grandmother prayed. Yeah. And that's one of those God moments, one of those things that only Jesus could have orchestrated. And and there's others up and down the street. We did the same thing. They saw what we were doing. They asked if we could do theirs. Right. Up and down that whole block. And we did, because we got to break rules in Key West. We didn't have to follow paperwork, yeah, we, so we were like, yes! <laughs> anyway, because I'll tell you a story on that one in a minute. But um, but I wanted to tell you, when we did give David his, his Bible, yeah. uh, he stood there in the group of all of us, and he said, y'all are truly, truly the hands and feet of Jesus. You have shown me Jesus today. And where before... in I don't know, because I had talked to him before, so he had such a, probably a warped concept, but he actually got to see the church working in his, in Jesus' name and working on his property, and we didn't care his, what, we loved on him, we didn't care if he was purple, you know what I'm saying? We loved on him because he was, he was created by God, and we loved seeds, and, um, and that was, that was what was, he let, he, he left us more blessed that he could have imagined just saying those words to all of us. Yeah. And so, and this is where God gets all the glory. But, Vernon, you, do, you forgot to tell him about John. Pastor John. I'm getting there. Oh. <laughs> One step wait, at a time, okay, baby. Wait, I know, but that... <laughs> Here we go. Where did that, wait a minute. Maybe okay. I should tell my first. No. Because yours is funny or Mike just goofy. No, this is... <laughs> no, I'm telling on my... I'm telling on my... Oh, go. <laughs> 
We need a chaplain. <laughs> no, we need a pastor. We got two in the house. <laughs> um, if you remember the Texas floods, that was devastating. Um, this uh, this is going to be a lighthearted story. I hope so. I don't have to. So I don't have to be emotional. Um. The church, this, this particular church got flooded. The pastor's house got flooded. Um, we send out, in the beginning, we send out assessors to find a home church. And they go door to door to the churches to, to do this. Well, this particular church. But they sent the bigwigs out this time. There was, yes, yeah, it was the bigwig. <laughs> Third in, third in, in command. Without looking for the church supposed to stay at. But um, they go to the church while the water is still there, by the way. And the secretary was in there. Oh, I will say, this, this particular church, the, the pastor and, and the, the congregation said, we need to go to the neighborhood and, and help. So they did a tour. And it was just, they're back in an hour. They said, this is way beyond what they imagined. Anything that they could do as a church group. Too much work for a church group. Not minutes later. Luther. Luther in particular um, knocked on the door to the church. The secretary let him in. And he says, we're from Samaritan's person. We're coming to, to talk to the pastor. She goes finds the pastor. Out, out in the parking lot. Out, out back somewhere. Samaritan's person is here. Uh, I want to talk to you about helping. He says, are you kidding? <laughs> Do they know we've had a disaster? We don't have time for shoe boxes. <laughs> it was oh my goodness! It was. Now, the pastor told us this story when we when he we saw him. That was his story. And that pastor. And they said no. They want to come. And do that. Does that to relief? Yeah. In which then he and goes. Get this oh. Community back in shape. Not knowing that there was such a thing as disaster relief, and yeah. that's why he we did were, not know they did disaster relief. Yeah. Strictly shoe boxes is all they knew. <laughs> but, yeah, and and Pastor John now goes from uh, he helps with cooking, so he leaves his church and he'll go to some of the disaster areas. Yeah. And in fact, we were with him in West Laco last summer, and he was at cooking. the border town, the bottom of Texas. Yeah, so he so he he's been so touched, that, you know, and he's bringing his church and stuff. But I do have to give God the glory for Pastor John. The Lord healed him of prostate cancer this past two or three months Just ago. Just a couple of weeks yes. ago. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Okay. That's okay. Oh, I have a story? Okay, I'll be really fast. I am very, I'm really, God has been extremely gracious to me. Because I am, Kathy knows this, because she, she, she spent a birthday with me doing a marathon movie thing because she wouldn't let me be by myself when Verna was in the truck 20 years ago. Because I'm a real, basically, a recluse. Is that the right word? I'm a wallflower. I'm not an introvert. 
I mean, I'm an introvert, not an extrovert. And um, the Lord has been very gracious because I knew that it wasn't right, because I couldn't stay locked up and not serve him in my last days. Not that I didn't serve him when I was raising kids. You know, you do Sunday school, you do all that stuff. You know, but this was, I knew I had to do something. And when he said, no, Africa, I couldn't do Africa. But not that I couldn't, but I knew the Lord was changing my heart. And Africa is still there. But, and one day. Focus. Focus. I did a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have a pastor. <laughs> Okay, focus. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, so I really, I really, really prayed hard. Lord, step me out of this box. Step me out of this comfort zone. I don't know what it's going to look like, and I don't know if I can do it. And um, but we started with Samaritan's Purse three and a half years ago. We've probably done twenty deployments at this point. Uh, and just probably recently in the last um, maybe two or three, I'm not going, <gasps> oh, my gosh, there's going to be people, and there's and I'm going to have to be outgoing. And, and it actually was in Albany, and um, I said to somebody, I'm really an introvert. They go, oh, no, you're not. And when I got back to my room, because I know when I'm on deployments, I'm an extrovert because Jesus has done that. He has made me this person, I guess, who I've always supposed to have been. And I wasn't allowing him to do it years before. So then when I got back to my room, the Lord said to me, I felt him say, do not say that again. I have delivered you. And so I only way I can share that story now is to tell you that I have been delivered, that I am not an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I might like to be, have my alone time. I like might like just hang out with my family, but it, I'm still an intro, extrovert because God has changed me. He's put me in groups of people that I would have gone Oh my word, I'm literally standing here talking to a stranger. I'm literally hugging a person I've never met because I want to bring that hope of Jesus more than I want what I think I need for myself. I want what Jesus wants. And if that's what he wants me to do, I, did, I haven't gone belly up. I'm not melting into the ground and I haven't gone, you know, so I'm okay. I can do this. So to, so to tell you all this... To tell you all this is the story I'm fixing to tell you. I used my assertion that Jesus gave me <laughs> to get a job done. And when we were in Key West, we had no rules. We were allowed to do whatever we wanted at any home that they came and asked us. And then plus our uh, group of people, because we're leads. We lead groups of people. So we kind of oversee and we tell them what we need done. So I sent people out. Could you find, and if you find anybody, just let me know. So here comes somebody saying, this gentleman needs help. And I go, okay, because we're working on one house, and this is Caddy Corner. So I go, okay, so I walk over there. I leave Vernon with some crew. And I go over there, and there's this gentleman. Oh, my goodness. He's got 100 million trees down. Not really. But he's got a whole lot of trees down. And he's got, what do you call him? Electric. Electric chainsaw. The blade was probably about that big. (laughs) And he's just going, and I said, oh, my goodness. I said, you need to stop. And he goes, what? You know, like, who are you, lady? (laughs) And so I kept saying, I said, let us help you. Let us help you. And he said, no, I can do this. I can do this. I mean, I must have kind of went back and forth with him probably a good four minutes 
you weren't there, maybe five. But and he was, I was so persistent, which was so out of my character. And then he said to me, because I, I kept saying, I have 20 people here. We'll have it done in a couple hours. This will take you years to do. And, and, so, he, and so then he goes, well, can I just do one more cut? I go, oh, my gosh, do one more cut. But get out of the way. <laughs> you know? So we start, I sent the people over there. We started doing this. And the neighbor that was catty-corn that we just broken on, he goes, do you know that that gentleman never talks to anyone. He stays in his house and he doesn't like talking to people or whatever he was talking. And I was like, ah! I was like, and I just forced myself on this man, which I guess was good that I didn't know because if they told me, I probably wouldn't have stepped over that line. But I am telling you, after that four hours of working in his yard and it was cleaned up, he was a different man because again, the Holy Spirit landed on us landed on him, landed on that property, and God's will was done for that moment in that time for that exact day. And he was a changed person. He was smiling. He was letting us hug him. He was even talking when we gave him the Bible. And he was, I don't know, I I never found out what what he believed or if he didn't, but the fact was that God can do anything with any of us at any point in time if we're just willing to say, here, send me. And that's what it's about. It's just send me, Jesus. So I will say, in closing, we're out of here. Um, <laughs> consider volunteering. Please. You, you will be blessed, but more important, you will be a blessing to other people. Thank you. No, I need you to stay here just in case I make a mistake. Oh, I know, and I get to help you on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, bless the Lord. Oh, how many of y'all just enjoyed that and were blessed? And Amen. Thank you, Vernon Patty. Challenge, and the right clan has done some of that, haven't you guys? Yeah. Listen, uh, they're going to hang around a little bit. Uh, if any of you all have questions for them about this, would you like to participate maybe in the future? And serving in this way uh, with Samaritan's Purse, please chat it up with them. Yeah, they'll have some of the brochures and all that kind of stuff like that. And, man, how awesome just to hear, like, real stories, you know, I, I, right? From real people just like us, you know, maybe a little smarter and better looking. But <laughs> still, the Lord wants to use all of us. In, in the way that he has designed us to function and sometimes even heal us up and, and get us doing stuff that maybe we never dreamed of. So can we pray together? Lord, we're so grateful that, that you have invited us into your world, into your world of helping and loving and caring and unconditionally of giving your life to purchase us. And Lord, as you call us to give our lives, to lay down our lives for your purposes so that we might be raised in newness of life, that we might be given your life to function in your kingdom and know your heart and to share your heart with others who don't know you, to do it practically, 
to do it effectively. So I pray that each of us would be able to say yes when you call. And that you would give us a vision, each one of us, of where you're taking us. One step at a time. (laughs) Just like Bird said, I'm just taking one step at a time. So thank you for that, Lord. You are amazing. We give you honor, glory, majesty. We say Hosanna in the highest to the God who created us and then gave his life for us. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And don't forget to love one another. God bless you.